fragrances, candles, room sprays, perfumes, and colognes by Tessa Williams. Thank you so much, Fabienne Cousteau. Wonderful to have you on the show today. And are you in New York today? Uh, I am underwater, as you can see, yeah. <laughs> without a, a mask and fins. Okay. Uh, I am actually in uh, New York City today, yes. Yeah. And how is it there? How is it paying? Very cold, I've heard. Uh, it is seasonably cold. Uh, I remember these winters uh, about 20, 30 years ago, and uh, they are back this season, thankfully. But um, I don't yeah. mind the cold. A lot of people do, but yeah. we are getting quite a bit of snow at the tail end of this season. Okay. Yeah, well, in the UK, it was actually uh, minus 16 last night, so it's been pretty cold here Wow. as well. I, I would imagine that's unseasonable. Yeah, pretty... <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> and how are you finding New York, Fabian, in the lockdown? How do you keep going with everything? Uh, terrible. Uh, I think I find it uh, to be uh, to be uh, a city with its uh, soul partially stripped out of it. Unfortunately, uh, sure. it's 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 really hard to see people not. Uh, functioning the way they do the vibrancy of manhattan and new york city in general is so intense that mm. to see it fairly calm and staid uh, is is a, a little bit jarring I, i'm not based here all week long i do spend uh, quite a bit of time in the country um i have a, a home about an hour and a half north um I enjoy Manhattan or New York City for what it is, but I'm I'm really more of a nature person, as you could probably imagine. Yes. Uh, so yeah. I spend uh, time there. Uh, thankfully, uh, because I have a backyard, I can be maskless outside. But um, it's it's uh, it's not unfamiliar to many people uh, in urban environments that most of the entertainment is gone. Most really? Of the, mm, of course. Oh, well, Broadway's been shut down for uh, the better part of a year now, and it will be for the next uh, year or two. And that's the really the the main the uh, conduit yeah. in, in Manhattan. Yeah. Uh, there's still restaurants and takeout and all the usual things that that one's used to here. But uh, it's uh, New Yorkers are very uh, rugged people and adaptable, mm. and, and they found other ways to uh, to take care of their children to be safe, but to still uh, enjoy living here. It's just not the same. Yeah. And how about the parks and things, Fabian, there in New York? Are they very busy now or? Thank God for parks and mm -hmm. outdoor spaces. Uh, I think even in the dead of winter and the cold, uh, kids are now uh, going out and sledding and enjoying the, the finer points of being outside <laughs> whereas maybe when there's overstimulation that's not the case uh so it's nice to be able to have a little family time to be able to go out and enjoy just walking in the park uh to walking uh, on the waterfront uh because you, both sides of manhattan and new york city in general has a lot of walking area where, you, yeah. where we're walking people so uh, we're used to that um there it's not as crowded because the tourism is down obviously uh, so it's actually quite pleasant to be walking around these days. And, and that is yeah. one of the activities that gets people out of their concrete boxes. 
Absolutely, because everyone is in a box just now for sure. But wonderful to speak to you, Fabian, because you are the real pioneer of the world of water and you must be missing the water. How, can you tell us a little bit about how your background in water? <laughs> uh, I do miss water. My gills are dry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, uh, water was always a part of my background growing up. Uh, the, the ocean, uh, the Calypso, um, my family. Uh, of course. I'm, I'm in, a, in a family of ocean explorers and for three generations now and so uh, ocean has always been or water has always been a natural background as you yeah. can see in, in my background that's me uh learning to scuba dive uh, wow. and, and so um it's it's just um something that i miss quite uh, quite a bit uh, as you can probably imagine travel is extremely difficult these days mm. And so uh, it's not pragmatic to go on expeditions because uh, because of the limitations. It's certainly um, something that we keep in mind for the safety of our crew as well as the people around us that we work with. Uh, but hopefully we'll we'll be over this hurdle fairly soon, uh, and travel and expeditions will resume. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, we very much look forward to that. In the meantime, yeah. there are a lot of projects that don't require travel that are moving forward. Uh, as you might imagine, my uh, nonprofit, the Ocean Learning Center, has gone from uh, mainly in the field pro uh, projects and programs for local communities, which we still have, yeah. to uh, a lot of virtual uh, learning and platforms, at mm -hmm. least uh, for this phase. And that includes education curriculums that, and packs that we're dis uh, distributing to uh, education institutions, to uh, virtual learning sessions through uh, Zooms and Skype in the classroom sessions and all this. And beyond this, of course, we're looking forward to instating more field uh, programs that right, connect yeah. people with ocean. So there's a lot going on. Uh, I'm also writing a series of books called okay, uh, Adventures through Simon and Schuster. Yeah, uh, and so on and so forth. So we're definitely keeping busy, but now it's mm. uh, it's a bit more virtual than it is uh, yeah. in the field and tangible. Yeah, and Fabian, that that sounds great. Everything's moving on there. Is this the longest you've ever not been in the water for this time? Uh, well, I was in the pool last night. Does that count? <laughs> okay. Do you have an indoor pool, pool? In our building. Oh, but very in the, nice. In the building that I'm, uh, I'm currently mm -hmm. in, uh, I took our daughter to, uh, to swim and to do uh, lap exercises and things. But okay. yes, uh, I mean, to be less facetious about it, the, the uh, lack of accessibility and the lack of immersion in the ocean certainly is something I miss. Right. Yeah. Uh, because usually, would you go like every month or two to a kind of part of your um, with the Proteus? You would you would need to be doing that. Hmm. So it really depends. Yeah, I mean, uh, sometimes I travel under normal circumstances and pre-COVID yeah. uh, anywhere from uh, 150 to 250 days a year so it really depends on on the situation but in general with expeditions 
we are away a lot, uh, and a lot of those uh, activities uh, on site with the expeditions, a lot of the, the research that we do is ocean-based or water-based. Mm. So diving is a natural part of that uh, with Proteus. Yeah. Uh, we yeah, are Proteus, tell us about it. For travel. Okay, yeah. Right. So, so Proteus is the next big endeavor. Yes. Proteus is our largest project. My largest project uh, to date uh, is to build the International Space Station of the Ocean. And in order to do that, uh, we're, we're based on previous exploits of underwater habitats, including the first ones that my grandfather built, Conchelf, which were the subject Jacques of Cousteau, the yeah. World Without Sun. Mm -hmm. Yes, Jacques Cousteau. And that... Um, that uh, basis for uh, building the next uh, international space station in the ocean or an uh, uh, evolutionary, revolutionary yes. habitat uh, is uh, right now, uh, we're just waiting to be able to the feasibility study yeah. the, uh, our, our location of choice uh, to be able to then go to phase uh, one, because right now we're in pre-phase one or, or the beginning of phase one, Yeah. to go to, uh, to phase two, which mm -hmm. is bending metal and eventually installing the first sections of Proteus underwater. And that will bring us to a point where we can start sending missions down to function out of uh, this uh, revolutionary uh, underwater marine research lab. Wow. Sounds amazing. And Fabian, how did you first get the idea for Proteus? Well, I've always heard stories of underwater habitats. And of course, as a child, that, that made me dream, uh, you know, a lot like a lot of kids do of uh, Atlantis and mm -hmm. can colonies under the sea be made? And, and, is, and is this something desirable? And I think... Um, you know, by and large, because of the heritage of underwater habitats and the kind of research we can do, as well as confronting the biggest frustration as a, a diver, which is the limit of time at the bottom of the sea. Oh, of course. Uh, yeah. the, the, the underwater habitat leverages a coefficiency of time. You're now saturated and you become an aquanaut. And an aquanaut can live and work underwater for extended periods of time, virtually unlimited and unburdened from having to go back up to the surface. Right. And so that, that gives us a, uh, the ability, for example, when I ex executed mission 31 out of the world's only undersea uh, laboratory called Aquarius. Aquarius mm -hmm. is a glorious uh, 400 internal square feet, which is about uh, 46 square meters, within which you have six people living for days and weeks. For us, it was 31 days. Wow. And we mm -hmm. were able to do three years worth of scientific research in that 31 days. And so it, it highlights the value of such a tool that's been missing in our toolbox of ocean exploration. Yeah. Oh, so that was kind of your first idea going along a similar um, route with 31 days before Proteus, before the idea for Proteus came about. Well, uh, uh, yeah, so Mission 31 was really the uh, the test bed, if you will. Yeah. Uh, is this feasible to send a team for extended periods of time? This is the longest uh, mission uh, ever at Aquarius and one of the longest missions in history underwater of aquanauts. And we wanted to test uh, not only new technologies and new approaches, 
but also uh, the kinds of science that can be leveraged through a platform like this, especially given the length of time. And yeah. to highlight the value proposition of being down there for so long, as well as to connect the world with uh, the surface world, meaning people uh, from the bottom of the sea. We had better Wi-Fi at Aquarius really? through the upgrades we made than wow. my own apartment in New York City. Wow, yeah, amazing. And what else do you love most about the underwater world? It's Pandora's box. It's a fireworks display of life. The oh. ocean is an unexplored territory. You know, we, we are all pushing for the space exploration and colonization, which mm -hmm. I'm a huge proponent of. I love exploration in general. But when we look at the amount that's being spent in space exploration and colonization, when we have a inner space that has been largely unexplored, we've explored less than 5% of our ocean world to date. And when we look at it in a way that is uh, through the lens of what that means to us, it's our life support system. No ocean, no life. No healthy ocean, sure. no healthy future. And the fact that we have the vast majority of, uh, of, of the ocean to explore, this is Pandora's box of wonder, of solutions. This is a fireworks display of life that we have yet to tap into, to mm -hmm. look at very pragmatic solutions and innovation to uh, give back a planet to our future generations that is akin to something that we've taken for granted for generations. Mm -hmm. Okay, brilliant. And um, Fabian, how big will Proteus be, the, the interior and the kind of dimensions of it? Well, in order to address, uh, to, to be based on the exploits of past pioneers, but also to address the shortcomings of uh, previous habitats in history, uh, we need to make Proteus uh, several times larger than what Aquarius currently is. And we're aiming to be about 10 times the size of, uh, of the current habitat, which is Aquarius. Mm. And the reason for that is so that we can have larger teams deployed for longer periods of time with advanced equipment to do all the research necessary on site. Mm. And that leverages not only the ability to do, you know, three years of science in 31 days, but now maybe even more because we have all the tools necessary on site. We have a, uh, a platform that can allow for longer terms, term deployment of larger groups of people yeah. in, in relative comfort. Uh, and so uh, that and the ability to deploy a submersible and AUVs also from the habitat just enhances the reach of the Aquanaut teams that will be down there. Okay. And whereabouts is it going to be? Is it near to Mexico, Gulf Mexico or no? Yeah, so uh, the first habitat, and I say the first because Cordius will be one of several uh, strategically placed around the world so that we can better monitor the health of our ocean. But the first one, the, the probably the most ambitious one, Proteus itself, will be based in Curaçao, which is yeah. part of the ABC Islands in the Southern Caribbean. Uh, it is a uh, Dutch protectorate. Uh, the uh, island itself was originally colonized by the Dutch along with Bonaire and Aruba. Okay. And so uh, it's in that part of the world. It's in a, uh, it's uh, Curaçao, if you, if you know it, is on a pinnacle, meaning that there right. is deep water nearby, which mm. allows for us to explore not only the uh, first uh, 30, 40, 50 meters of ocean, but also much, much deeper because of the topography that is right there at our fin step.
Oh, okay, excellent. And have you any idea on the kind of time scale? When would you hopefully envisage that you'd have an opening for Proteus in the next decade or years? Or so we we've started fundraising for Proteus. We announced it last mm. year in the middle of the pandemic. Okay. Uh, we started fundraising. I'm happy to say we have a couple of investors on board. We're looking, of course, for more investors, and provided that forward momentum keeps happening at the pace we like, yeah. we can execute the entirety of phases of Proteus yeah. from one through three and deploy and install Proteus within three years. Wow, quick. Very good. Yeah. Well, fingers crossed everything goes to plan and pandemic ceases to be such a <laughs> obstacle to everything. But it sounds great, the books that you're doing. What are they about, Fabian? So the, the books that are published through the Ocean Learning Center, uh, through, I'm sorry, through uh, Simon & Schuster, which uh, are used also uh, as tools through the Ocean Learning Center, which is my nonprofit, the Fabian Cousteau Ocean Learning Center, which the logo is up there, okay. um, are based on previous expeditions, such as, for example, when I built a white shark shaped submarine to swim mm. amongst white sharks and observe them uh, unobstructed from uh, artificial uh, visuals like a cage and uh, human beings inside and all that. We wanted to be as stealth as possible to learn more about white sharks and what they do when we're not around. Uh, that's one of the subjects. Wow. Where was that, the white sharks? That was in a place called... Um, um, uh, in a, on an island off of Mexico in the Pacific. Um, that was a few years ago, and it's one of the hotbeds of um, of activity with white sharks. It's a remote island, mm. luckily, uh, but essentially white sharks are travelers, uh, and they go to places seasonally. This particular area was, um, or is, I'm sorry, a seasonal stopover for the uh, white shark some of the white shark populations on the west coast of the americas because yeah. of the uh, southern population of northern elephant seals now that's a mouthful of course mm -hmm. where they drop their pups there at that at that time so at the late fall early early winter and so we had an opportunity to film them there because the waters there are clearer than they would be say on neptune island in australia mm -hmm. or south yeah. africa or even in uh the islands off of uh, San Francisco. Wow, yeah, so did you actually swim there with the white sharks? Yes, I was swimming okay. with white sharks almost every day for four and a half months straight. Goodness, wow, so many adventures. Well, it's, uh, <laughs> thank you so much, Fabian. It's marvelous to speak to you today and um, wish you all the best for the new project. And if people would like to find out more about you, um, is it best you mentioned your um, nonprofit company? What are the best ways people can find out more? Just Google me, Fabian Cousteau. Uh, our website is fabiancousteau.org, O-R-G, or fabiancousteau.com. And you can uh, learn more about what I'm doing, what I'm up to, the projects, uh, connect with us, uh, and maybe even uh, talk live on, uh, on the internet. Great. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Fabian. Really great to speak to you. And hopefully you might come on the show again when um, things have gone along the line a bit more. But yeah, it's really great to hear you. Thank you so much. 
It's been an absolute pleasure. I hope you all stay healthy and safe. Okay. Thanks so much. Thank you. <laughs> Cheers. Take Bye-bye. care. Bye. Here's a little song I wrote. You might want to sing it note for note. Don't worry. Be happy.